0: This is Sarah Westcott. This is Katie Willie, And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. Um, How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, really good. <laughs> I'm a little out
1: of I feel like a little out of it today. Like I have like a, I don't know, my eyes feel like dry, really dry today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if I'm like starting to come down with something. I feel like every time we're together, I feel like I'm coming down with something. I'm a fucking hypochondriac basically yeah. is what I think. <laughs> But, like, I that just feel just a little you, off. You're like, in tune
0: with your body, and you, you probably just need a little bit of extra rest. By the time we get to the end of the week, I need an extra yeah, rest. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. Like, some days I'm just not sleeping very well. So
0: it's like, yeah, it's it's definitely a sleep thing, I think. I and- said to Luke this morning, I woke up and I was like, I'm, I did not sleep well. He's like, maybe because you go to bed so early. And I'm like, well, I go to bed so early because I don't sleep well, so I wake up early. Right. And then it's, like, cyclical. He's like, maybe if you just stayed up later. And I was like, actually, I... Went to bed last night at 8.30 and I finished a book at, until like 10.15. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, my problem is I will say I'm going to bed and yeah. I'll get up in bed and I'll, you know, lay here and scroll my fucking phone for until 11 o'clock at night. Like I do. So I do. I'm sure I've told you this before, but um, I do all the New York Times puzzles mm-hmm. every day. So and they come out. At, at 10 o'clock at night. So you do them at night? I do them at night, okay. right in bed, before I go to bed. And, you know, if I don't finish them, I'll leave them you- for the next day or whatever. But typically, I will do them in bed.
0: Now, by the New York Times puzzles, do you do all of them? I do
1: um, the mini crossword, the regular crossword, and the hard sudoku, and... um connection. There's a new the connection. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that doesn't change until the morning though. So okay. I can't, or at midnight or whatever. So that one I don't do until the following day. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I've started doing. I realized that the, it changes at 10 o'clock at night. So now I cannot you, like, go to bed until, you until you I it. have at least attempted all of them, you okay. know? So I don't know. It's probably really fucking with my sleeping. Like doing like puzzles brain that things. bring like yeah. yeah i'm like maybe it'll help me sleep
0: no i don't think that that's it probably gets like chemicals going to m- make your brain function again yeah yeah but i mean i mean what i sound like i know stuff don't i well i mean it sounds right <laughs> it
1: sounds right but at the same time like i mean doesn't isn't doesn't reading kind of do the same thing but i guess i don't know i don't know because my brain is working as i'm reading no yeah but you're so. not like
0: problem solving your reading unless I guess. it's like a mystery and you're trying to figure it out yeah but, like, last night I was just almost in tears for, like, the last hour. I finished um, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Okay. So, my neighbor gave me It Ends With Us and It Begins With Us. So, yeah. I read the... I just finished It Ends With Us. Um what else have you read? I've read a few
1: things. Um, let's see. I can't remember the last thing we talked about. I think it was One True Loves, which is the last... That's one. Um, I read The Last Ever After, which is the third book in the School for Good and Evil. Okay. Um, you've read one of those, I read right? the first one. I,
0: I didn't mind it. It just... It's cute. I like it. It, like, keeps me entertained. It's the two and... best friends, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and
1: it's, like, all fairy tale stuff. One thought um, she was going to be good and one thought she was going to be yes, evil and, and then they're like actually the other, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So I read that, which was the end of the trilogy, but more there's more. So I actually, like, I've been getting them from the library. Like, there's okay. I have the fourth book downstairs already. I can't wait to read it. But um, then I read Not a Happy fairy, Family by Sherry Lapina. You read this one.
0: I don't think I liked that one. Um, I feel like you put y- your your Goodreads rating was a four on I, it. So my Goodreads rating is a f- usually a four. But I, I don't have a lot of, you're cray. I don't have a lot of variants. <laughs> I either really like it or I really don't like it. And that's the difference between a not, five and a three. And if I, I finish it. I rated it a two. Not,
1: um, I did not care was it. Was it Not a
0: Happy Family? Not a Happy Family, Yeah. No, I only gave it three.
1: See, oh, okay. I didn't like okay. it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I didn't like it because there was just again not a person you want to root for. Like not a single person. Oh yeah, is this was the whole family. Yes, and with it was the million. Just, like, yeah, no, they sucks. were they were annoying. Everybody sucks. There's not a good person here. And then I just finished last night um, romantic comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld, and um, I-, I love her books. It was so good. It took. Pl- it was really it, the. Pre- I'm just gonna like briefly tell you the premise because it it might like really you personally, Katie, Willie, would enjoy this book. Okay. Um, So the protagonist uh, works at a uh, comedy sketch show which is based on SNL. Oh! And um, she has this little flirtation with the, um, very famous, like a uh, famous host that comes in and whatever. And then, um, they kind of lose touch. And then, so that was in 2018 and then they regain, like they get in touch again two years later during COVID. So okay. it's, yeah, it's really, really good story. I freaking loved it. Um, I may have rated it a four. I think I rated it a four, but, um, I love Curtis. Sittenfeld. Title just one more love time. Her. Uh, romantic comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really, really. I really saw that you
0: were reading it at, on Goodreads, and I was like, mm. Yeah, I know she I likes just, her. I love Curtis Sittenfeld. I don't. She, there's something about enjoyable. her, right?
1: Yes, and she's so like, so like, funny without even realizing that she's that funny. You know what yep. I mean? Like, I don't know. It's very. It, it was very cute. I liked it a lot. Okay, so so I
0: also read um the book club book for book club at my house, which was uh Good Girls Guide to Murder by yes. Holly Jackson. I have read that one. I liked it. It was cute. I, there was a lot. So it reminded me of what you just said. There was a lot of, like, witty banter between yeah. the main character and the guy that she's kind of helping to solve the mystery with right, or whatever. Right. And they end up, you know, being kind of into each other or whatever. Yes. And I, I love the witty banter. Like, that makes me I know. It's so I know. enjoyable to I, me. Lo- I love witty banter. I love but it. the rest of that book was kind of like... It was good. I liked the premise of the murder and the, the fact that she, the reason why she was trying to solve it and how she was going about it. But some of the like side plots, like the whole there was a whole part with one of the teachers and like it was just like I'm sorry, what, you picked a random girl up off of the street and yeah. thought it was the girl that you hurt and just kept her in a house for five years? Like Yeah, yeah. What? It She's was not very the same. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, so, it was a
1: very, very odd book. I remember. Yeah. I remember like getting through it pretty quickly.
0: It was, it was fast read yeah. and it was enjoyable. So, um, and there's a second one. There's a third. There's oh, there's, there's a, a third a trilogy. One, a trilogy.
1: Yeah. I never read the second or the third one. No. I, I think it I just think, was one of those ones I just didn't care that, enough yeah. about. You no, know, Patty
0: at Book Club got um when she bought it, she bought all three of them oh, as okay. like a bundle or whatever. Gotcha. So she's gonna. I think she's gonna said she's gonna read it. Um, that it, it ends was. with us. Um, did you? I don't think you read either one of those. No, so it's not at all what I thought it was going to be about. Um, but it was good. I yeah. enjoyed it, but at the same time, it wasn't like the best book I've ever read by Colleen Hoover or the yeah. best book I've ever read. But there was a couple smutty parts that I'm sure you would enjoy. You always love
1: a good smutty part, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, as long as it's not like fucking like hokey, you know what no. I mean? Some of them can be very, yeah, hokey. no, that
0: was it was pretty good. Um, the next one is going to be it's so it's obviously there's. There's two guys in the first one, and then the second one is uh, she finally picks one. It goes that way. Um, and the second one is going to be about their relationship. And it, gotcha. it, it just reading the Goodreads reviews, it seemed like that one's going to be a little bit, like, lighter. Just, like, the happy tying of the bow, as opposed to. Yeah, yeah. So, her, it'll be good.
1: Yeah, Her drama, Colleen Car- 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 Hoover's yeah. drama. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was fast, and, and he's just, like, not thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How was vacation? We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yet. it was amazing. Yeah. It was had really a good, good time. Yeah. Uh, Bahamas. Yep. We went Burmese, and didn't Bahamas. have anything planned. Sorry. So that's okay. <laughs> uh we we had nothing planned. So yeah. it was just we would be beach, beaching it. Uh not so much the beach because uh, it was on the out. it's on the more facing I mean it's on the, it's the Bahamas so it faces yeah. the ocean, right. but the island that Atlantis is on is yeah. actually like facing more into the ocean. Yeah. So it was kind of windy the first like three days that we were there. So there was red flags so you couldn't go in the water. So oh, it was kind of like interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to hang out on the beach and play in the sand and then get hot and have right. to turn around and walk to yeah. go back to the pool. So we just kind of hung out by the pool and the water park and
1: Nothing wrong had with a blast. That. Nothing we, wrong with there that.
0: was one day, I think it was Monday. We we were in our chairs at the pool by like 45 and we didn't move. I mean, we moved, but we didn't like. Pack up and go back to the room or pack up and go anywhere until, like, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was, like... <laughs> oh, it's only two. We've <laughs> done nothing, but it was it was whatever. Very Those are the best
1: yep. days. Those are it's what vacation is for, you know. Yes, we just do haven't anything. done that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Can we goes... go to the
0: water slides? Yeah, sure. Let's go to the water slides. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome.
0: So, Eric, uh, the, I had told you that forty-eight inches was like the magical number for yeah. him. So he was at forty-eight inches, and oh, we good. we did the water shoes thing, and the first the first water slide we went on. They didn't care. Nobody asked him about his height. And then, like, the same day, like, 15 minutes later, we went on a different water slide. And as we were going up, so there was, like, a split. And if you had the tubes and you were going to the tube ride, you go one way. And if it was just the regular one, you go the other way. Yeah. And they have a measurer right there. And the guy standing right there is like, hey, bud, I'm going to have to measure you. And he had his water shoes on. So he walks over to the height and he's fine. And... um. He's like, all right, thanks. And then at the same time, there's another lifeguard walking by and he goes, you got to do it without the shoes. And the guy that measured him kind of just like he just the other guy kept walking and he kind of like turned and looked at him as he's walking away. And he turns and looks back at me. He's like. I've been short my whole life. He's fine. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Oh, that's funny. So then we get up to the top and the, a different guy was just like, hey, I got to measure him. And I'm like, Fuck, this is going to be annoying. And I was yeah. like, is there any chance that there's a way to like get him like officially measured so yeah. we don't have to do this every fucking day right. for the next five days? Yeah. And they're like, "Um, oh, not really. But there's a height measuring at every spot. And I'm like, that's annoying. It was two and a half days later before somebody said, well, if you find a lifeguard manager, they can do an official one and give him a different band. And I'm like, are you fucked? kidding me <laughs> i guess they. Just and then we spent 45 it. minutes trying to find a lifeguard manager yeah. but yeah then we did that and it was like he had the key to the kingdom that's oh, what that's they good. some of them called it yeah they'd be like "Can we measure you and i'm like he's got the blue band and they're like <laughs> oh you're good and i'm like yeah leave us the fuck alone that's but funny it was that's it was funny. awesome it was hey, so much fun it's
1: also just trying to keep your child safe from death <laughs> i know
0: but it's like i was going with him on the ride so yeah, I, it, I, I do not, not like man. water slides personally.
1: So no. I, no, I don't. I hate them. I hate them. I find them to be um awful. Okay. <laughs> That's all. I don't like water parks. I hate going to water parks. I just don't enjoy them, okay? Specifically, I like it's just a it's just a thing of mine. Anyway, <laughs> all right.
0: Don't uh, go there. <laughs> no,
1: no. I mean, no. We, I mean, we've been to Atlantis. We just weren't. We didn't stay there, so we couldn't even go to the park, you know. Or yeah. I feel. I guess you could. I don't know if you can buy tickets to go. Yeah. To the park or so whatever.
0: cruises you can, and I know yeah. that like a lot of the resorts, I think you can just buy yeah. like a day pass or whatever. Yeah. But
1: I've just always like. I don't know. It's funny because even as a kid, I didn't really care for them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we'd go to Zoom Flume and everybody's doing all the water slides, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna stay like stay over here in like the Lazy River things. Yeah. I just yeah. there's something about them that creeps me out a little yeah. bit. Don't like it.
0: So, well, their Lazy River is amazing because there's rapids. Love like, a good fucking Lazy River, but it's like lazy, lazy, lazy. Hey, we're gonna throw you in the rapids yeah. for a couple of seconds. That's fine, and then you're gonna keep going down the Lazy River. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was. I, I, could have sta- I could have stayed in that for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Drop me a cocktail every now and then. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Perfect. Exactly. That's what I freaking love it. I love yeah. it. Um, all right, let's move on. Ready? Yeah. Go to our prologue. Let's do it. The prologue. Um, Katie, we read The Violent Conspiracy by Brendan Slocum. Um, it was published on February 1st, 2022. Um, I read like a little interview with, um, with the author and, uh, you know, a lot of questions about, like, you know, what, what was your, um, inspiration and everything. And apparently he drew a lot of inspiration from his real
0: life. Okay. That's awesome. Um, like, would, it seemed is, like it.
1: Yeah. He is a violin player. And in fact, in high school, his violin was stolen. I mean, clearly it wasn't a Stradivarius yeah. and yeah. it wasn't, you know, worth $10 million, but, you know, it stuck with him and he obviously wanted to create that character out of that. Um, clearly uh you know there was a lot of like you know uh racist racism uh tone like undertones of the um the whole story and uh clearly you know he went through a lot of stuff in his life also growing up and one f- one thing that actually did happen that kind of shocked me the wedding scene um did happen uh, like in his real life like he did play at a wedding and um uh, the father was like you're not playing here we don't play your kind of That's music insane. blah 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 um we'll talk more about that scene I'm sure um and his editors of the book wanted to cut the scene from the book because they thought it was unbelievable oh. they were like no this is an unbel- like this is too much it's an unbelievable story and he's like it happened it's to me yeah yeah yes it I' experienced that um and one of his really big like reasons for writing this book is because he just wants he really wanted to show that classical music can be for everybody it's not just about the fuddy-duddy rich old people you know what i mean like like a young black man can also enjoy mm-hmm. classical music and the way that music makes
0: you feel um so those are my fast facts for now so why don't you give yes. us the rundown So, okay. Ray McMillan has a gift and a dream. He's determined to become a world-class professional violinist and nothing will stand in his way. Not his mother who wants him to stop making such a racket. Not the fact that he can't afford a violin suitable to his talents. Not even the racism and prejudice inherent in the often rarefied world of classical music. When Ray discovers that his beat-up family fiddle is actually a priceless Stradivarius, all his dreams suddenly seem within reach. Together, Ray and his violin take the world by storm. But on the eve of the renowned and cutthroat Tchaikovsky competition, the Olympics of classical music, the violin is stolen, a ransom note for $5 million left in its place. Ray feels like he's lost a piece of himself. As the competition approaches, Ray must not only reclaim his precious violin, but prove to himself and the world that no matter the outcome, there has always been a truly great musician within him. Let's start drinking our
1: alcohol. Yes. Yeah, so um, we went easy this time. We did. We <laughs> went, as
0: this book was fully classical themed, we went with just some red wine. And both of us happen to be particular fans of a wine called Five String. Yes. So yes, it, we do. It lines
1: up very nicely. So. It, it certainly does. Cheers. It's one of my favorites and John doesn't like it. So we might as well drink it together, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. Just, yeah. It yep. just makes me feel good. I love red wine. I do too. <laughs> I literally could drink Especially red wine every day. Especially when it's day. cold. <laughs> oh, I'm not a cold person. I don't. I no, don't I mean it. when it's cold outside. Oh, when it's cold outside, I thought like yeah, you yeah, meant yeah. like the no, no, red no, wine no. being cold. No, no it's got to be fucking room temperature. Yeah. It's got to be room yes. temperature. Um. Uh. Okay. Let's go to the story. Let's yeah. do it. The, the
0: story.
1: story. Katie, did you like this book? <laughs> I loved this
0: book. I really did, and I'm so happy that there's another book by him. Yes. Um. So. I. Initially, when you suggested, it, I was like, "It sounds good. It's got a mystery. Yeah, yeah, it's musicy. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, and it. I like. I devoured it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Seem I was very. Um, when I when I picked it, I picked it. Um, because again, it, like it was on a list, and I was yeah. just like, "All right, this sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I want to. I wanted. I want to read it. Um, might be just something you know outside of my typical wheelhouse or whatever. But there is an underlying mystery involved or whatever. Um." And then when I picked it up, maybe, like, the first couple of pages, I was just like, oh, this might be a a bit of a slog, like, whatever. And then, I don't know, maybe 20 pages in, I was, like, fucking hooked. Like, I was in. I'm like, I did not want to put it down every time I started reading it. It was so fun to read. And it was
0: captivating yes. and I despised his mother, his I sent mother. you a attacks. I probably was only like 20 25 pages in yeah. and I was like I fucking hate his mom. Yeah. The mother <laughs> is the worst piece of shit and like we'll 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 talk about her, but um uh yeah. There's there's a lot of sections where he's describing the way he is playing the music and just the 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 words that yeah. are used to describe Gives you goosebumps. the music. Yeah. Like so I
1: n- I found myself a lot of times when he would talk about a certain piece of music, I googled I would Google it and I wanted to uh, I wanted to hear what it sounded like. You're so smart. Yeah, I was just like, it's like it he's talking about this music like it like it literally transcends him to someplace. Like, you know, like I mean I listen to music that does that for me too, but it's never been classical music. Um and I kind of wish that I did know a little bit about it. You know what I mean? I Like, do. it's very interesting stuff. And it was, like, literally the rock music of their time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
0: so I, at some point in college, and I'm going to assume it was near the end of my college career, and I was just trying to burn credits or get credits. I uh, I did take a music class, like, and it, it might have been classical music appreciation or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but it, we listened to a lot of symphonies and concertos, and I learned all the differences and, like, what they all mean. Yeah. Didn't fucking retain a single, a bit, single bit of, of it, that yeah. knowledge, yeah. but I've always it's enjoyed... like taking an art history yeah, class or something. <laughs> I've always enjoyed classical music because it's something that you can put on when you're trying to concentrate on something else, so yeah. there's no lyrics, there's no words, and yeah. it just has... It's like background noise that, that makes a is lot of enjoyable. Sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like a lot of people, I, I can't typically do this, but a lot of people um, listen to music while they're reading. Mm-hmm. And like, I could see people doing that with classical music, yep. but like any music that has lyrics or words, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be singing the song in yeah. my head, basically. It's really difficult to focus on one thing when somebody is, is... saying something to you or yeah, you're listening. Especially because you, know? you
0: want to sing the song. Or exactly. that's me. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, I, re- I really, really, really loved this book and um, felt the exact same way with you as you. I mean, I'm pretty certain if I haven't yet, I'm going to rate it a five. Um, I was thinking about it a lot. Uh, and it was one of those books I actually did go on and make a TikTok about it. I was did you? Like, Yeah, because it was just like, I, I, I didn't think I was going to like something like this, even though, you know, I was like, you know, let's give it a shot, um, something different. Um, but like the way it really like, was like, I don't know, just kind of like transcended other things for me, you know? So I don't know. It was great. I loved it. And I loved Ray. Loved Ray. Yes. yeah. Because
0: even when he is getting completely assaulted whether both physically or mentally or emotionally, he's still himself. And he still had Unapologetically himself. He still had witticism. He was unbelievably kind. Yeah. He did have some snark. Yeah. He but he deserved to have that snark. And that snark actually like he built
1: that snark up inside of him like from with help from his grandmother, his grandma Nora. Um uh, mostly her, like her influence on him, and his aunt Rochelle. Rochelle, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those two people had, I think, and, and Janice, Janice's mentor. Those three people had the biggest impact on the man that he became, and whatever. Not the whole and, rest of his piece of shit family. Oh my god, they were so just selfish and and disgusting. But uh, let's we can yep. we can like we can <laughs> dive into all that stuff. I'm sure you and I both have some things. Um, whatever. Uh, so do you want to, should we just jump into what we, what we started sure. flagging or yeah. what, um, what do you got first? 62, 63.
0: I'm, all right. I'm on page 21. I don't know why. Let's see. I was flying through and then I was like, Oh wait, this is a book club. Yeah. Podcast yes, book. you yes, need to take, notes. <laughs> to take notes. About
1: this. Same thing. I was like, I'm, I'm super worried. I'm not going to like find anything, but I did. Um, the first thing I flagged basically, you know, this book opens up with, the crime basically. Um, hit, Ray and his girlfriend are leaving a hotel in New York City that they typically stay at together when he's playing um, and um, they he goes all the way home to North Carolina with his violin case on his back, gets there, opens it up ready to play and finds that it's missing. Um, we don't know anything about this instrument yet. But we know I mean, nothing about this. instrument Other than
0: the fact that we read the blurb on the back right, and we exactly. knew it was a fucking expensive ass yes. instrument. You just don't know the story of you don't know the story yeah. of how he came to own
1: it. Yes. Like, you know, whatever, um, which is an awesome story. <laughs> but, yep. um, so what I first flagged was just kind of like you're getting the sense of how important this instrument is. Um, so let's see. That afternoon, as they waited for further news, Tommy Reed, the Benson Insurance Company representative, phoned. Benson was offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to the Strides recovery. In the meantime, they were sending their own investigator. Although it was too early for them to pay out, it would be at least six months, if not longer, before they closed the file and paid the 10000000 million. They'd already hired a private art detective, Alicia Childress, to investigate the theft. One of the top art recovery experts in the world, she'd cleared her schedule to get started immediately, given the ransom notes tight deadline. I just, like, it's so freaking crazy. Like you That's ha- somebody's
0: job. Yes! That is somebody's job
1: yes, to like literally like it's literally she's like a I guess they do. They um insure like a lot of art pieces and stuff like that. So she goes around and investigates like these when crimes and shit. Yeah. It's so nuts. I mean, of course, I realize now that that of course that has to exist. Yeah. Like if there's an insurance claim on something, there has to be an investigation into it before yep. a payout happens. But it's like it's it's crazy. And again, we really know nothing about Ray and his background. And we're we're, we're just like kind of your jaw drops a little bit, you're like, wow, this man owns a ten million dollar instrument. He plays a ten million dollar right. instrument. He actually
0: plays it. Yes. He doesn't just have it in a case yes. saved under pristine glass. Yes. No dust, no but, like, striking yes. of the
1: bow. And we're like listening we're like listening to him talk about it and he's constantly he constantly carries it. He carries it with him everywhere. We find out why, like yeah. more more and more, but it's just um it's so Crazy, it like it seems so crazy, but like for someone who literally had grew and came from absolutely nothing to own this thing and also to to like once you know that you own it and like it's ten million dollars, to not immediately be like, well I'm gonna sell it. Like I'll mm-hmm. I'll sell it and get ten million dollars. Like he really, really, really It cared. meant way too much. It went may- it meant way too much for about for him. And uh, the memory of his his grandmother. Yep. Um, it was just so so beautiful, like his connection to her and this instrument. Absolutely. I loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. Um, so that was why I, I did that. Let's see. Where, where am I next? I'm going to 50. I'm going to page 50 now. Page 50 is the wedding scene. Okay. So Ray is a high school student and he plays on a... School loner. borrowed a school owner, a school yep. owner. I think he's still playing at that time on the school owner, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has not gotten the he has not gotten it yet. Um, but uh, over like a uh, Christmas break, his friend or Christmas break, I think, whatever. I think it was Christmas I break. I think it was Christmas break. They live in fucking North Carolina, so it'll still be you know, yeah. nice down there. Um, his friend says, Hey, somebody dropped out. You want to play in our quartet, quartet. Uh, for this wedding or whatever? And he says, Yes, they go there, and the friend drops him off and says, I got to park the car, go in. So he goes up to the door, knocks on the door, and um, this is what happens. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm kind of in, the, I'm already kind of after it or whatever. Uh, look, you're going to need to leave before I call the cops. This is a private event. Um, I'm sure we've mentioned that Ray is black, right? Have we uh, mentioned that Ray is black? Ray is black. Ray is a black man. Just in yeah. case we haven't said that. Uh, if we haven't said that um uh what i'm supposed uncle roger lunged toward him this is a wedding not a rap concert what are you talking about i'm here to play at your wedding i booked a string quartet it's classy no offense but it's not your people's kind of music that was just one of the like it infuriated
0: me i if i haven't said it before i fucking despise the phrase you people mm-hmm. those people mm-hmm. i fucking hate it no matter what people you're talking about Well we
1: should hate it like it's because it's disgusting it's just a disgusting it's other. just
0: an assumption and a cl- like a classification and a grouping and just yes. whatever it is you're gonna say after that i have no respect for your words yeah and it's like just none like it
1: immediately just gives you the sense of like you know oh it's it's my otherness to you like i am yeah. other than you i am lower than you so and just and just the immediate like you see a person and immediately you're like we don't play that music here well how the fuck do you know what kind of music he likes and plays like come on he's dressed in a fucking suit the poor kid he's a child he's carrying and you're a violin him case. like this yes and he comes in not to mention after all of this he goes to the wedding plays beautifully and it goes off without a hitch he's supposed to be end up at, at, the eating, ceremony. at the, eating at the reception re- and yeah, everything yeah, um, and weird. they kick him out they yeah. kick him out it's fucking disturbing and horrible. Mm-hmm. And like that's the scene that the editor said we need to cut this scene because yeah. it's just unbelievable. No, it's not no. unbelievable. I could that literally see it happens. Yeah. Yes. I could see this happening easily. Um, so yeah, it's it's just like just the not <laughs> the casual racism is just so disturbing. And it was very aggressive in this scene. Yes.
0: So because of that. He is then um, Thanksgiving Day. So Thanksgiving. So was that maybe the wedding was right before? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. So So Thanksgiving. Because I think Thanksgiving he's with her, with his grandma. Yes. And then Christmas he ends up back with his grandma. That's what she gives him. So Thanksgiving on page 62. Um, he's talking with his grandma. The words poured out of him almost as if he weren't speaking them. He talked to me like I was an animal, like I was less than an animal. He hated me. I was so scared. I've had to deal with people that don't like me because they think I'm a jerk or because I get better grades than them, but it's never been about skin before. I didn't know what to do. He made me feel like I was nothing. Told me I wasn't supposed to be there. I played really well and he told me I ruined his daughter's wedding. Grandma, what did I do? She laid her hands on Ray's cheek. Her palm was warm, slightly damp from the potatoes, and so soft. I want you to listen to me very carefully. That thing that happened to you was terrible. That man was sick. Nothing you do or say will ever change that. You can't think from one one encounter that everyone thinks the same way he does. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of people, men and women, young and old, that are just like him. He wasn't the first, and he won't be the last to treat you that way. Mm -hmm. You're a fine young man who has so much to offer. You can't let them take that away from you. They will try and keep trying. So what do I do? You can beat them. You can win. You know how? He shook his head. You work twice as hard, even three times for the rest of your life. It's not fair, but that's how it is. Some people will always see you as less than they are, so you have to be twice as good as them. And I was that it just now it still gives me chills. I hearing
1: you read it gave me chills. I also flagged this exact okay. same conversation and um what it makes me so sad like because this is this is, you know, this is a conversation that a lot of Black families have to have with their young black males, especially, you know. Um, and like, you know, I the whole time I was reading it, I was just kind of thinking about the fact that a lot of um, a lot of uh, black parents also have to have co- this conversation with their kids about what to do when you come in contact with the police and stuff. Yep. You know, we talked it's about just, that with the, yes. the hate you gave. Yep. yes, exactly. And it's like, um, it's sad. It it's really really sad that they feel. Or I'm, I am I just want to word this well enough, like that, it, that it has to happen at all in, in general. Yes. That a person who lives on this earth, any person who lives on this earth needs to have and an that conversation with anyone at all. It just is disturbing and I hate it and it mm-hmm. sucks. And it feels like in the year 2023, we this shouldn't, shouldn't, we shouldn't, shouldn't to be, be doing this anymore. Um, it just, it's frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, and I like you know I'm not trying to diminish it. I, I hope like I hope I'm, that's not coming off as me diminishing it. It's just I'm 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 disgusted.
0: <laughs> I'm just disgusted. You know, absolutely because it shouldn't it shouldn't have to still be happening, and it shouldn't have had to have been happening when he was supposedly having this conversation with his grandma, grandmother, whatever yes. many years ago yeah. that was supposed to be. But it's, like
1: it's it sucks too because it's like it's like you know treat it like you know treat them with respect. Like I don't want to treat those people with respect. Like fuck those people, mm-hmm. fuck those people. But she's right. I mean you have to be. Uh, it's almost like a kill him with kindness type thing. You know, you're going to be a dick to me, but I'm going to prove that I'm fucking better than you in every way, shape, and form. And Mm -hmm. I do it over and over again.
0: You know what I mean? And also listen to me play because I'm fucking better than you.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, uh, you know, that was one of the most, I think, formative conversations that he had with his uh, grandma Nora. Um, All the while, his mom is just...
0: She has zero, zero care about his musical ability. Zero interest in,
1: like, what he does, thinks it's just frivolous and, you know. devil's
0: advocate here, I know that Adam is playing saxophone and he plays it supposedly well, but when he's practicing, I'm just kind of sometimes like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. you just really, like, Mm -hmm. okay, that was five minutes, that's good, that Mm -hmm. was enough. (laughs) Not because he's bad, but just because, like... You're making noise. But, like... I get it. There, there... But, like, clearly... But I wasn't a dick about it, and I'm never going to tell him to not practice. I'm never going to tell him that he's making crappy music. It's all in my head. Except when I say it out loud into the podcast world, (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. But, like, you know, I mean, there... And and clearly,
1: there's miles difference between a person who plays, you know, violin to a kid who plays the saxophone, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, you're a parent. You're a parent. And you're supposed to help and... And guide your child to do what they love right. to do, and and she's so like,
0: she wanted him to get a job to help out with the family. Which the was, entire story, all she's about is having him make money to support his family, her, her, and her two twin twin the twins, yeah, his the twin, twin sister, brother, and sister, yeah, brother and sister, brother. And sister. I think it was brother, brother and sister, yes, but like. She starts getting, like, makeovers and getting her nails done and is like, hey, when are you going to send that next check? Because the electric bills do. Well,
1: yeah, when he starts making money, he... Clearly is a is a very family oriented. He wants to he help gives, his family. He gives
0: more money to his family than he, he keeps, keeps for, himself for himself to
1: pay for his own percent. bills and stuff. He splits up this money, especially when it, when the news comes out about the the violin that he's given. Splits up all his money even before that mm-hmm. to everyone in his mother's family to just basically to get them off his back and to show I'm supporting you I want to be you like, know I'm Let's helping. do this together. Yes. Stop
0: trying to drag me down. Yes. Like let me let me rise and shine and I can support all of us. Yes. But also just stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's know. very um they're very
1: they're very selfish and obviously that becomes way worse when the violent situation happens. Um yeah. what's your next one? I think I'm I want to talk a little bit about because I think let's see yeah I think uh, yeah okay so I'm not I'm not until one, page 148 so I didn't talk about the the gift so I want to talk a little bit about when he gets it and how the family reacts okay um I didn't t- tag any of that though
0: but uh just to give a little bit of context like can first... we pause real yes. quick because yeah. the son I was just dissing about his saxophone skills is now calling oh him. okay um yep now we're back we're now back that, now okay. that we know how many dicks are across me. <laughs> Um, Okay, so
1: um, they go to Grandma Nora's for Christmas, and um, Ray has spent all of this time. He spent
0: all the time on Thanksgiving. Yes. So that same weekend, he spent a shit ton of time looking looking for Pop Pop's fiddle. So Grandma Nora's grandpa's. Yes. Yes.
1: And um he's not able to find it. He's really bummed out about it. They go to when he comes for Christmas, he wants to start looking immediately as well. And on Christmas morning, Grandma Nora pulls out the last gift and it is it's the, the, it's yes. the Red
0: Rider BB gun of yeah. <laughs> Christmas morning.
1: Um she pulls out this freaking uh uh, what is it like? Sna- uh, what do they say? Alligator, Alligator skin, skin blah, blah, blah. case, and it's got this. He opens it up, and it's a little worse for wear, but it is his own. Yep. violin, and we don't know anything about this. But, like it, it, the way he describes it, it looks like trash.
0: Yeah, like, it's it is covered trash. in like a white film because it's the ghost juice. Is that what they called it? The, no,
1: it was like it
0: was like the I don't remember what the it hell was. They it was linseed oil or something like that. Yeah. But his pop pop called it like ghost juice or yeah. I don't remember what it was called,
1: Shit. but it was something dust, like almost like fairy dust. Ghost dust? No, it was something like fairy dust. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not important. It does. Um, it's not important, Katie. <laughs> We're not gonna spend time looking for that. <laughs> um, at any rate, go ahead, keep talking. The family gets pissed off even still because they don't want this violin for for whatever reason to leave the house. You know, they're just like, we do not want this violin. They don't even know how valuable it valuable it is. Nothing. Um. Anyway, she says, no, Ray's taking it. It's his, blah, blah, blah. So we actually don't even find out how much this violin is worth until many years later, right?
0: Correct. So the part of the thing with the the giving of the violin is that Pop-Pop's, Grandma Nora's family, like her level of the family he wanted... pop Up wanted somebody to play the fiddle. Nobody ever played the fiddle. pop
1: Up, we should... pop Up was a slave. Yes. And he played for his slave so my, owners, my, his master.
0: My first flag is how pop Up got, the, the, got go, the fiddle. Go for By it. the time Leon was a young man, Leon is pop Up. he would play regularly for his master. He always told us about playing after dinner and for the parties at the big house. He told me how much he loved playing at them parties. They would dance on weekends and celebrate when the harvest was in. On Sundays after church, if the field slaves didn't have to return to work, he played for them too. He knew playing that fiddle kept him and his family alive, baby. The fiddle made him valuable. Although it had apparently always been in the Marks family, no one had played the fiddle like Leon could. When the master was upset, Leon's playing made him smile. When slaves were exhausted at the end of the day, his playing made them get up and dance. He could soothe crying babies and impress crowded parlors. Grandma Nora said that Leon and his master were close. Ray wondered if the master was Leon's biological father. After the war between the states, the master freed all his slaves. He gave Leon the fiddle, telling him how happy Leon's playing had made him and his family. That's all Pop-Pop had in the world when he left that plantation, baby. Just that fiddle. He played every chance he could. He played that fiddle every day, every single day. Ah! <laughs> Leon was very superstitious And thought his homemade rosin His good luck dust Made him a good musician You said it ghost was, dust I, So It started fucking with a G <laughs> 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 it Made him a good musician And that it was bad luck to wipe it off
1: So like when he uh, opens it It's just covered in this Like white du- like dust and, and whatever and he plays it like that um, For years He goes to college Playing it like that And then finally, um, his mentor Janice has him bring it to a shop to see what if they can if they can fix it. I believe, right? They want to make it better, make it sound better, um, or even it's like a repair shop. Yes, it's like a repair shop, and it's like he says it
0: needs it needs a bridge of pegs, like all the technical pieces. And they even want to, they
1: even want to try to sell him something else. They're like, this is worth nothing, blah, 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 blah. So they do end up going to a place to get it, um, get it looked at. And, uh, when he gets the call, it's, uh, you're never going to believe this.
0: So he actually goes to two places. The first place he goes to, the guy's like, it's, first of all, he shuns him. He's like, get out of here with your baggy pants. I'm not fixing your instrument. Get the fuck out of here. And he's just like, you need to fix it. And he overcharges him drastically and he does a shoddy ass, crappy job of fixing, fixing. That's when
1: he first gets it back in Christmas. Yes. Yes.
0: So then, oh, great. So then he's with Janice and they take it to the real, like, an official repair shop. Yes. And... They take care of it. He
1: cleans it all off, and it look it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. He's like, I can't believe like how gorgeous this is. You have to get this checked out and see. Go get
0: it appraised. Go get it appraised. There's certain things that make me feel like this is fancy. Yeah, it might it's be. Real fancy. It really
1: might be something. Um, so they get it appraised, and um, Janice can't wait to tell in the news. Uh, it's a fucking Stradivarius built in like the seven, 1730 or something yeah. like that. Um, which is absurd, and like only 200 and something to uh, yeah, like 280, 270 are accounted for, which is absurd, which is why it costs so much mm-hmm. money. Um, anyway, so I'm on page 148 and I believe this is the first, one of the first times that he plays, uh, plays at like a concert with the Stradivarius. Um, let's see. The last movement of the concerto was the most energetic. Ray liked to play it at a moderate tempo, and they'd rehearsed it at a moderate tempo. But now, the conductor took it faster than Ray had ever done. There was nothing more he could do. He was blind. His mother was pissing off the audience, and he was playing the wrong piece of music at the wrong tempo. Awesome. Did Hillary Hahn ever have to deal with this? Bring it. Just fucking bring it. Stand tall, Grandma Nora had told him. He would stand tall, with the spotlight shining on his face, and his music would pour into all their ears. And they would understand that no matter what anybody threw at him, he was not going away. He was not stooping to their level. The air conditioning could go off and he could melt. They could toss any piece of crappy music they wanted at him and he would play. He would not be ignored or denied or embarrassed ever again. He was a musician and music music had no color. When his last note rang out, the audience sprang to its feet, applauding. His first concert performance with his Stradivarius, he extended his left arm, hand firmly grasping the violin's neck, held out the instrument as if it, he were showcasing his fellow performer, giving it full credit, extending it like a sword in the spotlight he kept it there a moment not just his triumph but the triumph of his grandmother and grand and her grandfather before her here in front of his this white audience where few black people ever played they had done it together and together they bowed like it's just such a great yep. scene yes. like all of these people, he comes into this place and they're just like, he can't play as good as us. There's yep. no way he can play as good as us.
0: Yep. We're going to swap the music. Yep. We're going to literally put the spotlight on you in so the terrible even see. fucking way. He's playing
1: blind. He can't even see the notes of the music, but he knows how to play so well. And literally from this moment forward, he... He is the one who sets the tempo from yeah. now on. Every time he comes in at a guest spot, and um, I think that's what they call it—guest spot or, or soloist. yeah, soloist or whatever—he yeah. comes in and plays with these orchestras and these symphonies, and he's the one who sets it. And he's like, "I'm going to play as fast. I hope you can keep up with me. Go ahead. I try. Hope try. you can keep up with me. Try. It's fucking great. Look it's down so your nose good. And then see what yes, happens.
0: Exactly. Um, so just talking about the music, I have one back on eighty-five that I want to read okay. the description of how he the The way it was described, the music that he was playing. Um, uh, the melody started slow in the night, a plucking of strings, snowflakes falling dreamily, one flake at a time. And then a burst of cold air poured down on them, and flakes eddied, biting in the chill, the north wind coursing through the living room. Dawn came... Light glistening off a frozen pond, a bird flew down, hopped on new snow, looking for seed. Bare trees reached to the sky, achingly blue in the cold. Skaters swirled on ice, skiers coasted down long, cold runs, then back to the house to the warmth, to chocolate thawing on the stove and mittens steaming in front of the fire. And I was just like, I just love all of that. I, I, it's so, I just,
1: it's so visual. It's such a cool yes. visual representation of like how it's the music sounds and all of those, and and all and of
0: those feelings. Yeah. Like, I'm not a skier, but I can pretend like I ski down a hill, but like, I know that you get fucking cold and you want to go in and warm up with hot chocolate. Like, all of those emotions. And I didn't flag the one... There's one further on where he's talking about the music and it's it's a very oceany reference and it's very tidal waves and the way... And I was just... It was so perfect because I was reading this book mostly on my way home from vacation. I was like, "Oh, the waves!"
1: <laughs> I can see how like classical music can be seen as like you know waves crashing and yeah. like the way that they they move and stuff like that. I just didn't. I just did You did. You did a wave. I'm doing a
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your TikTok um, for this book. Yeah, there you go.
1: There you go. Um, but I I just I I love the way and I know I said this in the beginning, but the way that he describes the music and the way that he describes Ray playing the music is very it's just so visual it's beautiful it's I I never would have thought that that kind of thing would make me feel a certain way but Mm -hmm. I got goosebumps every time it's like you can feel this how deeply this person cares for this music and the love of playing the music for people and teaching it to other people you know it's it's fantastic. Um, so now I'm on page 160. Speaking of teaching, oh, other people. weird!
0: Hooking Bryce up with the instrument. <laughs> Go for it, because that's my next one too. Yeah. So I don't know. the one I'm going to skip for a little while. I don't know exactly
1: what uh um
0: so, what I want to read
1: here, but he goes to a master. Like he take he he's, he's leading a master class. Yes, and he's with a couple other people who are judging
0: as well, trying but, to basically people are are auditioning to become part of this class. Yes, and. He had done the exact same thing for Janice, and Janice had plucked him from the group and said basically, like, you're playing on a school violin, and but I can tell that right underneath you, Mm -hmm. you have the raw talent that we need to groom and make better, and pulled him into the class. So then at this point, he is leading the master class and doing the auditions with two other assholes. Yes, two other assholes
1: or whatever. Um but he uh, clearly, Ray, is going to take notice of another black boy playing a violin and music. Um Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um Okay. After the master class ended, Ray spoke to several parents and was taking photos with the students when Sheila Wallace, the festival director, approached him. She was all of five feet three in her toe peels with her hair pulled tightly in a, into a bun. She led him away from the group. We so enjoyed having you at the festival this year, but there were several complaints about your giving preferential treatment to some of the participants. Who were the complaints from? That's not important. But I do want to remind you that Ray had been waiting all day for this moment. He leaned close to her and spoke quickly. I was brought here to teach. These students are supposed to be here to learn. Most of them weren't receptive to learning anything. They were here to put on a show. The one student who didn't look or play like everyone else got the most out of my session. That's why I'm here. I gave that young man what no one else here was willing to, a chance. I really appreciate you having me at your festival, but in the future, please don't reach out unless uh, there is a lot more diversity in your clientele. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to speak to that young man's mother before they leave. Bryce's mother gave him a hug. Sir, would you mind if I got a picture of you and Bryce? Absolutely, ma'am. I'd be honored. Bryce's mother took the picture. He's been reading about you. I can't tell you how excited he was when he heard you were going to be here today. May I ask you a question? He asked Bryce, who nodded. Do you take lessons? Bryce shook his head. head. Unfortunately, no, said his mother. We just can't afford to. Summertime's hard, Bryce said. I have to turn in my violin. I can't really afford to get him his own yet. Tears burned behind Ray's eyes. He fumbled in his blazer pocket, pulled out the business card that he'd printed up, just his name, email address, and the word violinist. Can you email me next week? No promises, but I may be able to do something. Keep it between us, please. Um, I just love, I love that he's literally looking at himself and he's finally able to rectify something that nobody would rectify for him. You know, like it's other than his grandmother, Nora. I'm going to cry all right. Like I'm but already thinking I'm, like yes. crying. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's beautiful because he was able to take, again, take his grandmother Nora's words, stand up to a person who came at him, uh, saying some bullshit that was unnecessary and uncalled for whatever. And, and especially when you're, he's right. He's absolutely right. These people were coming to be taught by people who are better than them, who know more than them. And the only one receptive to that was what a shocker, a kid who wasn't privileged, doesn't have what everybody else there had, you know, his own violin, his own Doesn't look like a clone of
0: everybody else that's there in the same situation with the same background and the same status. And of
1: course, like,
0: someone like Ray is going to take immediately, like,
1: immediate notice of that person. And he should. This should be something that should be groomed to come up and They all took immediate better.
0: notice of him. He's the only one that took immediate notice of him and wanted to actually do something with him yes. as opposed to sh- kick him out, shun him. Mm-hmm. Um I wrote down, page 160, hooking Bryce up with the instrument brought a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's mentioned that it, it brings a tear to his eye, but I, I literally, like, I got goosebumps and teared up, and I was like... <sighs>
1: yeah, it's so. Yeah.
0: It was so nice for him to be able to. It's not reciprocate. That's not the right word, but it's basically like a pass it on of like. I Somebody see, I took see notice you. of me. I see you, yes, and I yeah. want to help you because you are capable. Yeah, yeah. And, Somebody did
1: this for me, and I want to yeah.
0: do this for you. Yep. You know. So I, I absolutely loved that. Adored it. Um. So uh, before we go too much farther, I want to, somewhere between page 85 and page 119, I wrote myself a a mini paragraph Um, and I want, instead of just writing a note, I wanted to really write it out. It's very hard for me to understand why race should impact music and talent. It's all auditory and the blind auditions prove it. So at one point in time, he does a blind audition and is fucking amazing and people are awed by him Mm -hmm. and i have a very hard time understanding in in all of arts like arts typically is extremely accepting of maybe not always diversity but just like differences and and you know you get Accolades for being outside the norm and doing mm-hmm. something in a whole new light, in a whole new way. And I just have a really hard time understanding why race should have any kind of impact on any arts. But I guess in particular, because of this book, music was it's, I feel music in my soul. I can feel music. I can hear music. You don't need visual cues for right. music at all. Yeah. And, I It just, it, I don't know. it I didn't like, I don't, I didn't like it.
1: Well, here, here's, here's the fact. It's literally like, it, it's just, it's, it just boil it literally just boils down to systemic racism and people feeling that certain things are only for certain people.
0: And that doesn't seem, it, it's not fair. It's not fair. Of course it's not fair. fair. <laughs> of course
1: it's not fair. It's, it's, it's the world that we live in. It's the world that, you know, a, Thankfully, a lot of people are trying to make better. But unfortunately, this stuff still happens and still exists, as we all right. know well. Right. Um, but you're absolutely right. It should be something very... Um, clear cut that it's just like anybody can be anybody can be good at something if they practice and they try and they want to do it but you know i mean just take uncle roger for example he comes and he sees a black boy standing on his porch and he figures well he's gonna play rap music you know and it's just it's like It's um, your biases and your stereotypes and... and, Which um, he also
0: probably would have done really well. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Because he's very musically inclined.
1: But he's... But that's just not what he's interested in. He's interested in classical music and he knows all about it and he plays it beautifully. God, I wish that I could like... I just... I want to hear like him play specifically. (laughs) I know he's fictional. I just want to hear him play.
0: It's so, so, like I'm going to just take a real hard, 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 hard left 180 right turn, and I'm just going to read one quote real quick as soon as I find it on the page. <laughs> uh, Manhattan skyscrapers and streets can seem unreal on an average, I'm on page 131, on an average day. Now, as he carried a Stradivarius violin, the sunlight was almost a melody. The taxis and town cars shuffled in a dance he could almost anticipate and join. He was Dorothy in a world new with Technicolor. He was Alice following a watch-checking white rabbit down a hole. He was Neil Armstrong stepping into a lunar landscape in the future. How, like... I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how you missed it because it's fucking Alice in Wonderland. But also. I think I just focused too much on the as part. Yeah. Instead of the Alice part. The next part, part. Yeah. So there was that. And then I, I forgot to mention at the beginning, our book club book that I picked also had a rabbit hole reference. Oh, really? And yes. And so, you know, book club that was slightly small this this time around. I, I was like, hey, so I do this thing with Sarah at and I just need to do it real quick for you guys. Let me just read this girl. Quick page where it's Alice in Wonderland <laughs> reference because they're fucking everywhere. They are. They literally are. There yeah. hasn't been a, a book like you know. Maybe, I mean, there's like, some. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely some. But it's but there's it's a more fucking often lot. than not.
1: It is there is uh, something from Alice in Wonderland. Um, we have to, we have to start talking a little bit about um, the violin itself and how how Ray's family got the violin. Um. And the Marx family.
0: Okay, right before we do that, can we pause and I can pee real quick? Yes, sorry. of course. Okay, my bladder is now empty, <laughs> and Allow we're back. Us and we're back.
1: Okay, um, so we have to talk. Like I said uh, uh, before, we we stopped. Um, we have to talk about the Marx family a little bit. Um, along
0: with asshole slave yes, owners. Uh, along with that, feel like they're entitled to, to a bunch put, put of more shit. In your, what the hell are you doing? Put more in your fucking glass, dude.
1: Jesus Christ, that's a lot of goddamn wine. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, so again, as we know, this, this violin came from, uh, um, pop-pop, Leon, um, and it was given to him, or that's how it's told to us, it was given to him by the slave, slave owner, um, Master Marks, whatever the hell his, or his first name was. Um, once the news comes out about the Stradivarius, then People start coming out of the fucking woodwork, basically. Um, obviously, Ray's family is like, what the fuck? You got to sell this thing? Or we got, like, we're rich now? What the hell? Oh, like, $10 million. Everybody, yeah.
0: That's $2 million for me. $2 million for you. two exactly. million oh Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, guess I guess supposedly you could be part of a cut. So I guess yes. we could do 1.7, 1. 1.7, 1. 1.7. 1. 7, whatever fucking division yeah. you're doing when you own the $10 million and you're trying to sell it.
1: But it's not just them. Then- the Marx family, the White family, who literally owned the slaves, <laughs> set, decide to track Ray down and let him know that this instrument belongs to them.
0: Thank you for keeping such good care of it and yes. for restoring it. We'll yes. play, pay you kindly. Yes, but it's fucking ours. Yes, it's such a it's such a
1: skeevy situation when they first they show up at his house. And force their way into his house. So,
0: I well, they start by
1: letters. They, they started with letters. Yes, and
0: he ignored them, rightfully so, because everybody and their mother wanted, including his mother, wanted to get a claim on this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. And then they show up at his house. He doesn't know who they are, and it's basically forces their way into his house. Yes, and I think that skeevy was a really good word for it. And I think it was made extra skeevy because it was a brother and a sister. Yes, ju- it was just yes. It very. Like, had very near, 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 ew, near, 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 <laughs> like,
1: yes. <laughs> It had a very, it had a very deliverance kind of vibes Ew. to it. Um, it was, it was a little creepy, and the way that they they talk about the two of them, like you know, they're, they're older. It sounds, it seems to me like they're in their maybe sixties. Yeah, who the fuck yeah, whatever. Does.
0: Just round and white and yes. pasty. And,
1: um, creepy so they and, believe that well, they are owed this violin because it was in their family. Their family's the one who brought it over from Italy. Blah 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 blah. Um, it's it's so it's so funny to me. Like it just it. <laughs> I can't understand a person whose family literally owns slaves being like, let me, I need that back.
0: You just took something. I, we
1: owned your family. You owe us. You, this is ours. You owe us. This is ours. It's disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. I can't imagine any, like any lawyer who decided to take that, this case from them, you're fucking corrupt. You're a corrupt ass piece of shit. Anyway. Um, I'm this is kind of after that. So Ray actually gets um in or 60 minutes gets in contact with Ray they want to do a spotlight on Ray um which is cool as hell. You know, Anderson cool as hell. Cooper. Anderson Cooper. It's literally Anderson Cooper. And um He's beautiful. unfortunately. Beautiful eyes. I'm, I know he really does. He's a silver fox. He's a silver fox. Yeah. Um so he is gay though, right? Yes, he is. That's what I thought. He's very very gay. He's married and he's got kids. Of course. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So during this, he's actually at his girlfriend's house with a bunch of her friends. This is like the first time he's meeting some of her friends watching this 60 Minutes episode.
0: And um, let's see. Let's see. Side note. Nicole was unbelievably supportive of him. Throughout the entire fucking book. very
1: very supportive very supportive. They actually met while he was spotlighting at a, um One of where things. she where she plays yeah um in Erie Pennsylvania yeah um okay so let's see the Marks family are descendants of slave owners who owned Ray's great great grandfather like literally that sentence alone should be yeah. like yep it's not done. theirs. we're done here um Ray's family maintains that Thomas Marks gave the violin to their great grandfather and that it has remained in their possession ever since. Cut back to Anderson now on stage in the symphony auditorium dramatic pause the marx family however disagrees i could picture burr, burr, burr. literally this i loved the the description of all of this because i could picture all of, all of happening. it happening yeah because i've seen so many 60 <laughs> minutes <laughs> yes i've seen so many, <laughs> <laughs> many um a familiar man and woman filled the screen walking down a garden path andrea and dante marx maintain that the violin is theirs and that their ancestor na- never gave the violin away they're suing ray to get the violin back Ray found himself standing. He'd been holding Nicole's hand, leaning forward, and now he clenched his fists, unable to breathe. Andrea Marks, gray-haired, gray-eyed, said earnestly into the camera, We feel for Mr. McMillan. We do. The makeup and the lighting made her look hard and gleaming, like polished steel. It's just said this was our property. <laughs> I wanted to throw the That was the best the book. wording. I wanted to... Like, you... I guarantee anybody watching this would want to punch Andrea Marks in her uh-huh. fucking face. It's just said this was our property. The Marxists have filed their own lawsuit claiming that the violin belongs to them, not to Ray or his family. The Marx family immigrated to America in the late 18th century, Anderson went on, where they built Summerland Manor outside Milledgeville, Georgia. They farmed 3,000 acres. They grew cotton, corn, tobacco, and wheat. They owned many musical instruments, including a violin from Cremona, Italy, and they enslaved at the height of their economic prosperity, 172 human beings, including Leon, who may have been the natural son of the plantation owner and who was Ray's grandmother's grandfather. Like, it's just like, how can you, even the marks seeing this on screen
0: afterwards. So oblivious to yourself and what the fuck you're saying and all of everybody being like, Bitch, you sure you want to keep going?
1: Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how uncomfortable it would feel. Like, it was uncomfortable to read it and picture it. Like, imagine being there and just watching it unfold. And it's just like, how are you so blind to what you're saying like they were they were your property like you're saying this is our property just like those people were your property yes it's disgusting yep disgusting it's so gross and like and again how the fuck do andrea and whatever the fuck his name is yeah how the fuck do they know anything about this how about anything about this violin how? Like, I mean, it must come down from it must have come down from family stories about Leon playing it,
0: but it but it's disappeared. Not even same, it's not even the same last name, right? Or would it be the same last name? What do you mean, McMillan? No, Marks was their last name. No, no, no. Oh, no. I get what you mean. I get was what you it mean. Leon no, it would have. Yeah, I think
1: it was. I think right? it would have been because it would
0: have been him down to. Well, we don't
1: know. Well, I don't. I honestly don't know because yeah. slaves didn't really have last names like back then either. Really, unless they, didn't know they where were they, just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they didn't even really know where they came from. So it's, you. I, I have no idea. So it, t- for how could they then piece together that this would be theirs? Right. Like, it could literally, it could literally have been anybody's, you right. know, whatever. Um, So that's whatever, I guess, near the, neither here nor There's there. There's a whole
0: but... portion of the book where Leon, or not Leon, Ray is very nervous about the fact that they could claim it and that he needs to, he he, he gets a lawyer to support himself or to support his claim. Like, I, it was given to me. It's been in the family for generations. Yes. And all of a sudden, now it's going to yes. come out. And now when everybody knows it's worth money, now, now it's, it's a problem. When it's yes. an issue. But yeah. the, he he's so worried that essentially they can just claim it. And because they're white, they're going to be more believed than him. Cracked. Cracked. And they essentially set him up in Boston and make that plea yes. kind of happen in front of police outside of a diner. Yes. In the dark. Yes. And yes. being like, no, he took our property, yes. and yes. that whole thing, and any like any was situ- infuriating. Infuriating,
1: and any situation too, when you are faced with like your your white people, and there's a black man on the opposite side, and police are involved, and then you you literally say, oh, this person, it, it, it's he not has like my it's, stuff. He has my stuff. Like you're you're there's no. There's no hyperbole in me saying they could easily have gotten him killed. Mm -hmm. Easily have gotten him killed. Um, It's just very sick, twisted stuff. And all they care about is this instrument because it will bolster their wealth. That's it. That's it. They care nothing about this instrument otherwise. It's it's not going to be played, guaranteed. They claim that they have somebody who in the family would play it. Doubt that's true. So... Real
0: quick, on page 242, I wrote down a quick note, and it really has nothing to do with a... It's not a quote or anything like that. I wrote down a note. I think I just said I wrote down a quote, but I wrote down a <laughs> note. Um, the, so the mark, The line be hitting hard. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, it's almost gone. The, <laughs> the Mark's sister and brother... Claim that they have a niece, which is weird because that just means that they have one more sibling that has a child and whatever. And the sibling is that that sibling isn't Isn't involved involved in this. this. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like at one point in time, they might have said that the niece was eight, but Mm, I I also don't know if I just dreamt that because that could have happened too. Because then on page 242, I was convinced that Nicole, his girlfriend, was the niece oh. of the Marks, oh, and okay. that yeah, she plays the viola, I think. Yeah. But I'm sure that playing the viola to compared to the viol- violin, <laughs> couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you. It's probably very similar because it's still five strings and you hold it up Is and it? you use yeah. I, I don't know they're, what a viola it's looks diff- like. They're the same thing, just different sizes. Oh yeah. Okay. Bowed, plucked, or played with varying techniques. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know anything about actually playing them and how similar they would be in actually playing. This is interesting. So I like I just so I googled the viola and it said one of the
1: questions that pops up is why is viola harder than violin? This is interesting. Okay. Both violins and violas are difficult in their own way, but many consider the viola harder to play due to its larger size, heavier weight, and alto clef notation. Others believe the viola is easier as the music is often less complex due to its supporting role. Um, I don't know. I remember I. I Okay, quick story time. I (laughs) 1000% this just clicked in my head, just clicked in my head. I wanted to play violin when I was a kid. You know how when it, like, yep. you, you go through school, grade, grade, yes, whatever. and it's like, yep. it's time to pick an instrument. I wanted to play violin so badly. I thought it looked so badass, just like, you know, the <laughs> fucking <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it looked cool. It sounded cool. That was um, my playing the violin. And, right my- <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like, yeah, no, A, it's super expensive. We were not a well-off family. Super expensive and incredibly hard to hard to play. So she was like, automatically, she was like, no. So I ended up playing the clarinet. <laughs> and and I quit that after two years. So. I played the
0: flute for a <laughs> stupid ass long time and I couldn't fucking play it for shit. Yeah. But I liked going to band. That's so funny. That's so funny. That's so funny. Anyways. Um, yes.
1: Anyway. Anyway, back to back to the story at hand.
0: Um, so, yes. So I was convinced that at one point that she was going to be the niece. And then I was like, wait, is that creepy? If Ray's grandma's gran- grandpa was actually a Marx. And now yeah, they're like, too eh, far removed eh, but that it doesn't matter, matter. because too, we're all like that anyways. It's in too life. far. Yes, it's yeah. too far
1: removed that it wouldn't even matter. It's like, yeah, there's... Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I
0: was like, that's going to be... That's going to be the twist. Either way. She's going to be the niece and she's going to steal the I, violin. It's so funny because this whole time I was like,
1: the... Where is where is the twist? When is the twist coming? And the twist does come. Oh, yeah. We're not there yet. We're yeah. not there yet. Wow. We're talking about this book for a long time, but it's so fucking good. It's so good. Not as long as you think. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to take a sip of my wine. Cheers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'll drink some, too. God, I love me some wine. This mm-hmm. is... And by the way, like we didn't mention it, this is a petite Syrah.
0: <laughs> Which is just like a small viola. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really funny, Katie. That's Way to bring it back. Way to bring it oh, back. I'm, I'm excited to sit
1: in the hot tub and drink some uh, more. Agreed. <laughs> um, so, okay, now I'm on page 223. Um, and, like, this whole book is framed in a way that is um, leading up to what Katie described, uh, uh, you know, th- this the, the vi- violin was taken on the eve of a big competition in his life. And the competition is the Tchaikovsky competition, which... Um, takes place in Russia.
0: so Because that's where Tchaikovsky is from? Yes, I believe that is correct. No, it is. I know. Vodka. Anyway, <laughs> so the whole story... This episode is divulging.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so the whole story basically is, is framed urgent? in a way like uh, this many months until the Tchaikovsky competition, blah, 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 whatever. Um,
0: oh, that's what the months was? I thought it was this... Well, uh, so I, mean, it's, so like, I thought it was the theft... But it's the theft on the eve, so yes. I guess that makes yes, sense Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's okay.
1: kind of just leading up to everything or whatever. But um, there was this. So I'm on page 223
0: because the chapters were named, and we have discussed. I like the names chap the, the names chapter. They are,
1: but they're not. Wow, well, <laughs> we're really we're really getting tongue tied with the wine. The wine is hidden. Um, yeah, I mean they're not. They're chaptered in a way, or they're they're titled in a way. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, guys. <laughs> This is devolving a little bit too much. That's the one I want Devolving, devolving, yeah. (laughs) Diverging. Um, apologies, uh, (laughs) listeners. Listener. (laughs) Hey, Tony. Um. So anyway, um, this chapter is called Boston, and it says four months ago. So it's four months previous to when the the um violin was stolen. Is how this is you know framed. So let's see. It goes, okay, the 60 Minutes interview coupled with the Chicago performance generated invites from orchestras across uni- the United States. His star was definitely on the rise. He was starting to make money and was st- uh, saving every penny, terrified of the upcoming legal bills from two lawsuits. We haven't said yet that his par- his family has also they filed a lawsuit against him.
0: They, it, they jumped on because they were yes. afraid that he would lose the lawsuit to the Marx family yes. and lose the violin. Yes, So they decided to sue him also. Also to... Also just try to get the violin. throw yeah. some more shit on the fire. So he said he
1: should just cut the... Vi- okay. Um, legal bills from two lawsuits. He should just cut the violin in half and give each of them their own piece. Just keep the alligator skin case for himself. I love that they keep bringing the alligator skin case back. And it's like... Every time I was reading it, I was like, why is the alligator skin case Page brought up so much? Yeah. I, I got it. So um, let's see. Nobody except him cared anything about the violin. To them, it was a dollar sign or a sign of prestige. He tried to tell himself that it was just a precision instrument, chunks of wood carved and glued together. And yet sometimes, no, often, as he was playing, it felt like it wasn't just him playing. It was the instrument itself, singing with joy and, yes, with gratitude. Grateful to him. Grateful to the world. How could he betray it? I just, I loved that passage because it's like this instrument, yes, is worth a ton of fucking money. And almost anybody else, I feel like, would be like, especially in a a situation where, like, Ray is not somebody who had a lot of money growing up. You would think automatically, like, I'm rich now. I literally am rich. Let me sell it. And I'll just get an instrument that I can play. Like, I can play otherwise, you know? Like, let me give this to somebody. But he plays so beautifully and knows that he feels basically that he couldn't play as beautifully if it wasn't for this instrument. He's attached and he feels like it's literally part of his arm. It's It's a body part.
0: Yes. It's an extension of his body. And there's another part, and I didn't flag it and I wish I had, where he essentially says this instrument isn't it's not just an instrument. It's not just the wood. It's not just the resin or the rosin. It's not just the strings or the bridge or the pegs. It's like Stradivarius himself left a part of his soul into this violin. I think he was saying, I think
1: that was basically like, um, I think that was um, almost saying like it feels like any time a Stradivarius was made, that was kind of like it was almost like a horcrux in a way. Yes, horcrux in a way. That's what I bring it back to a Harry Potter situation. It was like a horcrux. He left a piece of his soul in in each each one one that he made, and
0: Ray was able to tap into that piece of the soul of the instrument maker, and the two together entwined into this beautiful creation that made absolutely beautiful music. Yeah, because. Yeah, you can say that the instrument is great, and yeah, you can say that Ray is great, but Let the together two together is just perfection. Yes,
1: yeah, it's so, it's so, it's just so beautiful. It gives me chills just thinking about all of that shit. Um, I want to jump to two hundred thirty-eight, which is um, the Ray decides to settle with his family. Yeah, and I want to know if you understood this settlement because i was very confused by it i had to read it twice i like i'm gonna basically the reason why i flagged it says i wanted to read it out loud to you to see if i understood it better um okay so ray finally decides i'm gonna kill two birds with one stone i'm gonna get rid of the 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 lawsuit with my parents and i'm gonna try to find a way to get them to realize i need to we need to come together and and fight against fight the marks. The marks is because this instrument is mine and we want to keep it in this yeah. family. Um, here's what I'm offering. He looked down at his notes, looked back up. By the way, nobody wanted him to do this. No, nope. like, his lawyer was yes.
0: advocating against yes. it, being like, this is a terrible idea. And he yes. was just like, wait, I know my family and this will calm the beast. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, starting next year, I will pay each of you $100,000 over the next 10 years. That's $500,000 total. I know you think that's nothing to me, but let me tell you, for a working musician, it's a lot of money. I'll also list the five of you as the primary beneficiaries of the violin's insurance policy in case something happens to the violin. But let me be super clear here. If the violin gets damaged or stolen, or if I get injured in any way, and if there's the slightest evidence that any of you or any of your friends or relatives in- are involved, you'll get absolutely nothing. And to make sure this happens, the insurance company will be instructed to hold the money in escrow for five years. So you won't see an immediate payday if something happens to the violin. So it'd be better for you if you kept me alive. He smiled. Nobody else did. This is the last thing. I want all papers from Leon Marks from Pop Pop. I know there was an envelope that uh, had some papers in it. I found it in the attic and gave it to grandma. But I don't know what happened to it. So if by June 1st, you find that envelope or those papers, I'm willing to give you all another $500,000 that you can split however you want. So that's my offer, he said, standing and folding the paper with his notes on it. His hands were shaking, but he clenched them into fits. A million in cash and you're listed as beneficiaries on the insurance. Think about it and let me know. I'll be outside in the lobby. Okay, so my question here is they're listed as beneficiaries on it. Is he no longer – like, is he not making himself a beneficiary if, like, the money – like, he's not getting money if it's – something happens to
0: it? If something happens to it. His family gets money. And I think if something happens to it and him. Okay. Because that's why he's like, you have to keep me alive, too. Because he's the primary insurance holder. Okay. They're all beneficiaries if something happens to him and the violin. So if something happens to violin and he's
1: still alive, then he gets it's the money. going to go to But him, if something happens to him, then the Which beneficiary... is why he said, it's why you need to keep me alive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So he's paying them each a $100,000 over the next 10 years. So what? He'll pay them $10,000 a year each. $100,000 a year. No, no, over the next 10 yeah, years. Yeah, so $10,000 yeah, yeah. $10, a year, he's going to pay yes, each one of Yes, Which them. is why
0: you get to $500,000 yes, for that correct. payout. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. That's just, that's, I'm baffled by this. Like, I'm baffled by this, but I understand why he wanted to do it because it's like, like I said, killing two birds with one stone, trying to get the proof that the violin belongs to him and his family.
0: Right. Because he had reached out to his aunts and his mom and said, hey, I know that when we were at Grandma Nora's house and I was searching the fucking attic, I found an envelope. Yeah. And I know it said Leon Marks in it. And I gave it to her.
1: And And she didn't want to see it. She didn't want to see
0: it. it It wasn't the fiddle. So I stopped really looking for it, looking at it, gave it to her. She put it aside. I know that she has since passed. And you guys did whatever you did with all of her possessions. Yeah. Somebody has that envelope. Yeah. Or it was thrown out. Like, yep. what's the deal? And somebody, her Aunt Rochelle had said, one of your aunts has all the paperwork. Yep. And he had asked for the paperwork and didn't receive a response. And then he had talked to Aunt Rochelle and was just like, hey, I know I asked. I didn't get an answer. You want to, like, side side question this without yeah. it being like, hey, Ray was looking for the paperwork. Right, right. And she comes back and she's like, nobody's got anything. And this is kind of his way of being, of of essentially, like, bribing his family, like, put in some fucking effort to find this paperwork so I can make these other fuckers that are assholes that think that they own this shit and they should have not even been here in the first place. And then this money will stay in our family. And then we at least have our own little circle of people that I also don't fucking like you, but you're my family and I'm going to treat you well. That was his way of. essentially bribing them to be like look hard yeah stop just telling me nobody's got it yes exactly get off your asses and they all did they tore tore
1: places apart looking for it but nobody found it so when did you realize that it would have been page
0: 253 i said the case has the envelope so i don't know
1: i can't remember when i figured it out but i was like they're talking about this fucking case so much something is going on with this case it's got to be in there
0: So, essentially, the lawyer is asking that the original violin case be examined and documented, photographed, appraised, etc. Holy crap, are you serious? It's not a big deal, she said. You just have to take it to mutually agreed upon appraiser who will photograph it and appraise it. Easy. Can Can I do it when I get back? Of course. But I've talked to the attorney and they're okay using people who restored the violin in the first place. They may want a second opinion. So, this all comes about, let me go back. On June 16th, the day that he, Nicole, and Janice were heading to Moscow, basically leaving for the Tchaikovsky competition, mm-hmm. Ray was packing when Kim, his his lawyer, called. Hey, she said, glad I caught you. I've leave in three hours. Please tell me you're calling with good news. The Marxists dropped their suit. I wish. I'm actually calling with bad news. I wish I didn't have to tell you before you leave for the competition, but there's no way around it. His heart hit his throat. What is it? Is it them, the Marks family? Yes, she said. They've altered their claim since the violin has been stolen, allegedly through your negligence. They're now going after the insurance money, all ten million dollars. They're claiming it's theirs. The, their lawyer sent around. What ra- do they need that fucking money for? Ugh. Their, Sorry, <laughs> they're fatness. I don't even know if they're fat. In my mind, they're just sloppy pigs. Gross pigs. What, the pigs. I think yeah. that's why I have them fat in my head. Yeah. Just like gross, annoying go away like asshole. Brother and sister, creepy, all of it together. Blech. Yeah. Their lawyer sent a raft of paperwork over to me. I'll email it to you if you want to read it on the plane, but it's fine by me if you just want to wait until you're back. He slumped against the wall. You know that the Tchaikovsky competition is supposed to be the biggest pressure cooker in the classical music world. I was reading over the guidelines last night. Before I head to Moscow, I'm supposed to get at least eight hours sleep and not panic about all the music I'll be playing. There are websites with meditation suggestions. I'm pretty sure this whack-ass lawsuit isn't in their rules. Glad you haven't lost your sense of humor. There's one more thing. It's not hugely urgent, but I figure I might as well tell you. He waited. The lawyer is asking that the original violin case be examined and documented. When I read that right then and there, I was like... That's where the fucking paperwork yeah, it is. Yeah, it's in the case yeah. because Grandma Nora kept asking him about the case, was worried about the yes. case. Don't yes. care about the violin. I care yes. about the violin. Where I'm is glad the case, have baby? The, That's nice still, that you still that, got the you case. You still got the case, right? You, you got it right.
1: Yes. Yeah. So she knew was,
0: even as she was dying, that
1: the proof is in the fucking case.
0: It was made from the fucking alligators that they killed back with fucking Leon and Pop Up and the, uh, Leon being Pop Up. They killed the alligator and made the skin of the case. <laughs> I just think I, it's such a good book. <laughs> yes. It's so, it's so it's well. It's all masterfully woven together. It's so
1: well plotted and figured out and whatever. Um, We I, yeah, I, we need now to talk <laughs> about... We need now to, A, let's talk about quickly, briefly, the Tchaikovsky competition, which unfortunately he only comes in second
0: place, which pissed me the fuck off. Pissed but me But you off. know what? I... It was almost expected. It was yeah. almost written in the fucking stars, he's going to come in second because he's black and he's not Russian and he's not that guy and he doesn't well, have the Stradivarius. And so I, was gonna three say, I was going to say, I was going to say, I wonder, there.
1: I want to know if he had had the Stradivarius, would he have won that competition? Yes. Like if it was, I just a feel, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. But at the same time, he has a very like, he has a very, um, it wasn't meant to be like, I, you know, I came in second out of. How many? People I came in, that, in second. Yes, I'm
0: an American. Yes, who came in second? I'm a fucking black American who yes. came in second. Exactly. At the competition that literally... I was invited to the competition. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bless you. <laughs> bless you. There's two. There's I two. I... Oh <laughs> my god! Sorry. All right. All right. That's all you get from me. That's fine. You could.
0: Okay. I feel like the 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 side plot of the Russian competition. <laughs> the uh, his biggest rival that he didn't even know about yeah. because he was practicing twenty seven hours a day. He had his whole schedule completely regimented, building the six months building up to this Tchaikovsky competition. So he was—he didn't even have any idea that the whole entire world was placing bet the classical musical world, not the whole world, was placing bets on who was going to win. Who the fuck yes. knows about the Tchaikovsky competition? I've until never you read it. this. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's placing bets. They had the, the biggest rival ever is this Russian competitor, and then he gets there, is, his violin is stolen, and all of a sudden somebody's like, "You got the biggest rival." Maybe it's him. He's from Serbia. And then somebody's like, oh, there's a fucking violin on the black, on the market, black market in and Serbia. And it's yep. like, oh, the fuck? <laughs> the whole time I'm like, it's not him. It's yeah. not him. That's not...
1: Yeah. It's a it's, a it's a red herring. Him. It's a red herring. Yeah. Right.
0: But I did love the fact that that was in there. And then the fact that he, the Serbian violinist, and I'm not even going to attempt to remember or butcher his name, is like... Well, I can ask my family if they can yeah. look into it just yeah. because like, and I obviously in a competitive way, like, yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah. And you're not a hundred percent sure if it's, is he actually going to look into it or does his family already, are they, he's going to look into it because they're already yeah. selling it. But I love the fact that Alicia, the investigator lady from the beginning, from yeah. the, the art insurance people is basically like, oh Yeah. There's definitely investigations from a high, well-known family in Serbia of looking for one of these, and right, there's also exactly. another bidder, and he's like, "Who the fuck is that?" He's like, oh, it's me. It's me. I'm the bidder. Yes, I'm the buyer. But um, I just, I don't know. I, we,
1: okay, so my thought, my thought is that if he had the Stradivarius for this competition, it
0: would have been kismet, and I it think just he would, have would have won. Been I think a he would have won, percent. and
1: here's and here's why. Just it's like not you said. just about the Stradivarius itself. <sighs> It's about the fact that he was distracted the whole time. He was distracted. Without the Stradivarius, he... And confidence. Yes. Yes, exactly. He thinks that the Stradivarius, again, is part of him. And it's why he's as good as he is. It's who he is. And I think that he was, like, him being distracted by its its um its theft is part of the reason why he lost. He wasn't able to... He had to switch things around for the Tchaikovsky competition because he went to Serbia to. with... He didn't practice. He wasn't supposed to. He wasn't practicing. He, like... There were those times, those little things that could have changed, and I just felt like he probably could have won if he wasn't worried about that stuff. Even if it wasn't the Stradivarius itself. If he's not worried with those things...
0: It's not,
1: he would have won. He would have won. He was a better player. That's just facts. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know anything about these two people, but he would have won. Because they're both fictional and we're (laughs) done. So now that we're this far into it, we need to, we need to finally disclose who stole the Stradivarius. It was fucking Nicole. did it shock you? No, because I thought she was the niece. You thought she was the niece. You're right. You did. You did. I'm not going to lie to you. I was surprised. It was a twist that I did not see coming.
0: So it was a twist, but at the same time, the logical part of my brain, knowing how... Controlling he was over the space and who was around the violin and like he would go to dinner and it would have made this it seat next to him. right but
1: they made it very stark and clear that you know Nicole was doing something when the when the um uh, housekeeper the housekeeper came in, came in I didn't the hotel. I just
0: didn't I didn't believe the housekeeper story and I think that's really what it boils down to I think I thought more not the housekeeper was it the housekeeper or was it the um the breakfast deliverer yeah, person yeah 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 I think in my mind. I believed more that there was, like, somebody underneath the breakfast cart that, like, got out and grabbed it and stole it back under. And, like, that would have been more believable to me than it was that person or that. And I just, I, I had a hard time. Once I had it in my mind that Nicole could have been the niece, I couldn't get past the fact that it was it, it was going to be Nicole, yes. and it was just in it it and the fact that there was never any like there was no contact after the initial initial, initial, initial we need five million dollars. The ransom note. Yeah. There was never a contact after that. It, it said, and don't she call was, to me. And also,
1: hear. she was very strong on let's make a GoFundMe. Let's
0: go and let's, let's, why isn't the insurance paying? The insurance should be paying. Yes. What the fuck? Why isn't yes. the insurance paying? Yes.
1: I, I didn't realize this stuff until wh- well after, but when he realizes it and he's like standing in her, like she, so she says something to him that. Flags him. She has she, to get an oil
0: change because her car's already gone a thousand yes, whatever and miles. And he's like, "Where did you drive to? Because yeah. typically you don't drive. You don't go You're, anywhere. You don't go anywhere. You're super thrifty. Where so are you he, burning all those miles?
1: Yeah, so he's like, "Where did that come from? And it turns out when she flew she's back. Like, oh yeah, remember when I went back from New York? And he's like, mm, "The fuck you did? Yeah, yeah. He, and 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 like he said, he's she's very thrifty about figuring out the the cheapest way to travel. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Um. It's just, it was, it was so disheartening. Like, I hated it. I hated this reveal because it was just, like, somebody, Ray only has ever had Janice in his life to... Uplift him and Grandma Nora. That was Grandma, supportive. Grandma Nora. That was supportive. But she passed early in the book. Yes, and and Janice has been there. You know the the time for the time after that, and it's just like he Nicole seemed like another person to that was uplifting him and being there. But nope, she was just a greedy ass bitch who. Uh, found out about this fucking instrument and figured, hey, you know, like it was oh, the fucking here? con.
0: The entire goddamn time. The whole the whole, time. whole the relationship. Whole time it's a con. The entire relationship. It was it was so
1: upsetting. Like so upsetting. And yeah, they weren't even together I think they were together like nine months when he figured out he was like, mmm that was fishy. I think this is what may have happened mm-hmm. and he goes to her house and he starts fucking destroying it searching for it and figures out that she um has a boyfriend elsewhere and that's where the violin has been.
0: Like I I, I don't I'm I don't know how to say this the way I want to say it. So I'm going to try. But like I I enjoyed the fact that it was Nicole. I liked that twist that mm-hmm. it was Nicole. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot about it right up until she had like a skeezy boyfriend on the side. Like that part of it, I felt like there could have been a different way that she went after it for a different reason. Not that she had a different boyfriend. That was just like, ah. like they wanted their they wanted the, some
1: I, to make a quick buck. I just like.
0: I wish she had a better reason behind what she did, I guess is what it I – don't, I don't know how else to say it. I'm going to say – I'm going to be honest with you. Money
1: is the great motivator. Like, right. money is the and great I'm motivator saying, and it doesn't matter. Like, she
0: – like – I'm not saying I'm not upset that she went after it for money. I just wish that there was a better reason that she went after it for money as opposed to just her and her boyfriend came up with a scheme that was like, let's do this. Like, I wish – I think that's very – honestly, I think it's very believable.
1: I think it's very believable. Like – the I boyfriend just didn't himself like would be, No, neither did I. It sucked. I hated it. I wanted him to end up with Nicole in the end, of course. And then when I see that, it's just like, uh, okay, this whole time I'm like rooting for this couple and like she's su- super supportive of him doing this thing. And it turns out she's just a piece of shit the entire time. A selfish and greedy piece of shit who preyed on him for this thing.
0: I guess I wish she had a better motivation for needing the money or wanting the money. Like... If she had a sick sister that you don't need a motivation know. to want ten million dollars. I, <laughs> I know. I just feel like it would have been like less. No, I piece know. Of shittish but that's not the that's the piece point. of shitish. Not,
1: supposed to, it's not supposed to be. It's, <laughs> it's not supposed to be less piece of shittish. It's shittish. It's not supposed to be less piece of shitish. Is this the drunkest we've ever met on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let us know, listeners. Is this the drunkest we've ever been in the podcast? But
0: anyway, at the same time, this is one of the best. It really books. is. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk because about. it was so well written. Um. So anyway, he
1: does. He thankfully gets his beautiful
0: Stradivarius because he back. goes and finds it. I, I did find the he whole. He found like, it himself. I the the whole finding. I, maybe I had already like. I don't remember when I actually finished it. Maybe I had had a, a beer or something before I got to it. But I felt like it was, for all of the the involvement that I had in the whole story up until that point in time, I did feel like the ending was a little bit compact. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I don't know that it needed to be... Maybe I, I just needed I to read it more careful or slower. Or no, like no, 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 I do
1: agree with you. It did kind of all happen very quickly where, you know, the, I think, honestly, I don't think that was the point of the book. I think the point of the book was the life that Ray led leading up to yes, all of this and, Yes, and then
0: that was the part that yes. we just talked about the most anyways. Yes, exactly, exactly. It wasn't about the actual theft of the violin. Um. So I do have one more section that I, I just wanted to... Briefly read, which okay. is uh it is the Tchaikovsky competition. So if I had been slightly more comprehensive when we were talking about that, I would have read it then, but I didn't. So on page 271, he's up on the stage and he he's he feels very stressed about all of it. And they're fed by the listeners, he felt himself thawing into the way he'd played for all those months of practice reached deep inside himself, summoning up strength and emotion and assurance. It was the audience that he tapped into. The music he knew, it was all muscle memory, and his muscles were ready. He could feel the Bach reaching out from his shoulders like wings or a cloak, lifting into the corners of the room. And I just very much loved, like, I felt like I could feel him spreading his wings to play that Mm -hmm. final piece of music, Mm -hmm. and not even the final, I don't know. Well, that's just, that's
1: just, again, another, like, To use a musical term, a fucking crescendo of how like how visual, like
0: clarinet player, the
1: the visual. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's been a long time, um, but like just like of the the way that like the visuals like that he brings into his writing, which is just absolutely beautiful, like. I never would have expected myself to be so interested and involved and wanting to talk about a book about classical music and someone playing classical music. And literally has nothing to do with the underlying mystery of it. It it was... I could have literally... It was
0: was a very, very beautifully written book. Yes.
1: I could have read this book whether or not the mystery part was involved. I really would have read this entire thing without any issue whatsoever. Um. So, um, as you know, I like to read the final passage, and Um, we're at an hour
0: and a half. I I
1: know. I'm sorry. This is so going long, but whatever. Um, there's there's going to be some things that producer Chris can cut. Um, I I need to read this last passage because it's just it's it's beautiful. That's all. That's all. That's all. I I, that's all I can say about it. Um, so obviously, you know. So is
0: this the epilogue before we get to our epilogue? Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, so clearly time has passed, and. We've got to be pretty far into the future at this point because when Ray is growing up, like even when Ray is a high schooler, like there are cell phones, there are smartphones, like he's talking about cell phones. So we've got to be pretty far into the future here. And like he's an older gentleman at this point. Um,
0: The future of now? The future of now? What do you mean? How far into the future? I don't know. I don't know. But do you mean like further further? forward than now (laughs) yes i do i do the future of now yes
1: the future of now okay (laughs) that's what that's what what you want to call it okay all right let's get serious here (laughs) doubtful all right that october seemed especially chilly but maybe it was just the wind creeping between his pants and his socks he sat on the park bench and beat and breathed deep admired the red maple across the street its leaves lit seemingly from within burning with the end of summer it made him realize how beautiful everything around him truly was I have to leave a little early if I'm going to make it to Bryce's recital tonight, he said. And this is Bryce again, like bringing yes. back Bryce, um, he said to Janice. I think maybe I'll start Remy on the on, on the Bach A minor concerto, if he gets it down. Lanverno should be no problem for him to pick up. Uh, you still love that piece, don't you? Yeah, it's always been my favorite. I wish I'd performed it more. Why don't you perform it next time? Nah, people want to hear more flashy concertos. Across the street, the steel and glass of the Community Arts Center in Charlotte was the envy of North Carolina for its state-of-the-art performance theater and its multiple practice spaces. Ray had spearheaded its creation three years ago and so loved looking at it. Who cares what they want, she said. And he's talking to Janice. I don't think that's made clear. You did say Janice. Okay, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's what you want, remember? Yeah, he said, I remember I play because I love it. That's right. Funny it seems like a million years later and you're still telling me what I already know. No, just a gentle reminder. Half a block away, a boy was dragging his mother by the hand. Their voices echoed up to him, ghostly in the afternoon light. Hurry up, he was telling her. I need to practice before my lesson. Ray smiled at them both, but neither noticed him. Remind you of anyone? Janice shifted on the bench. No, not at all. I was much taller when I was his age. True, and I think he's more dedicated, she said. I keep meaning to tell you something and it always slips my mind. I wonder why that happens. Old age, she said. First the memory goes, then the bladder, and then it's all downhill. You made this all possible. Ray reached out to the maple tree, to the afternoon sun slanting down, to the building glowing with promise, to the kid and his mom nearly on top of them. Your belief in me. I just encouraged what was already there, she said. I could tell from the first time I saw you, with that school rental, how in love with music you are. Despite nobody being there to help, it was inside you. Now you can give it to others, courage and hope. You did. You gave it to me. What a gift. That line, what a gift, like just kills me. Um, Going back to this, um, music's the gift, caring's the gift, and you give it to others now. There are a lot of ways apart from, from a concert hall to make a difference in someone's life. As the kid and his mom approached, the little boy broke away and sat down beside Ray. Mr. Mac, he said, looking up, I can play the whole sonata now. I practice every day, didn't I, mom? He did, she said, walking over to them. DeMarcus never missed a day. I don't know what you told him, but it worked. That's fantastic. Why don't we go in a few minutes early so you can show me what you can do? Yes, sir. Ray DeMarcus and his mom crossed the street together. As Ray held the door for them, he looked back at the sunlight pouring like music over an empty park bench. Hey. Thanks, Janice. I had to read that a couple of times to realize that Janice wasn't there um, and that he was just talking to, like, the ghost of Janice and the and the thought of Janice.
0: Hard pause. <laughs> I didn't get that at all until you just fucking read that part and he looked back at the ghost. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, um, that's why I know so much time has passed. Like, you know, she's literally saying in the beginning of the epilogue, you know, old age, like you're now Ray is old. Ray Rey old. is older. Janice wasn't that much older than him, but I she's didn't get, still. I didn't get
0: any of that. I did. I, I, yeah. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, wasn't that fucking beautiful, though? Yes. Like, just absolutely an unbelievably gorgeous way to end a book and the I I will never like never ever get over this line you did you gave it to me what a gift like it's beautiful just beautiful like I can't even imagine how it must feel to be somebody so talented and have that kind of thing like I'm jealous it's so incredible it's so incredible I wish I knew somebody. And
0: also to know who opened the door. Yes. For yeah. that to happen.
1: And like he's not having that conversation with his mother or or even grandma Nora. He's having that conversation with Janice, who molded him and helped him and um, create basically created the person that he is today. Like yes, of course, Grandma Nora was there and Grandma Nora's guidance in the beginning of his life, but Grandma Nora has been dead since he was twenty years
0: old. Grandma you Nora know? was the encouragement that he needed to keep going to, so that he could find Janice.
1: But yeah, exactly. Janice was the one who actually created what's what what everybody else sees when they see him play. Um, it's just it was it was gorgeous, like. I couldn't stop thinking about the ending of this book when I read it. Like, that's why I literally, as soon as I finished it, I went on TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, whatever. Um, I don't even know what what else to say. Like just a beautiful, gorgeous book that um, it's funny because as you're reading it, Almost doesn't feel like this. This kind of book is gonna leave such a mark on you. Yes, but it really, really does. Yes. It really
0: does. I think those are the best ones—not mm-hmm. the ones that you expect to be yes. really impactful, but the ones that 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 really are mm-hmm. without without the fl- the fanfare. Yes, and yeah. I have a feeling that that's true for a lot of the quote unquote greatest books of literature. It's not necessarily the fanfare when it comes out that it's all the accolades that are deserved right when it publishes, yep. but it's the ones that people read and it resonates and yeah. it resonates and it resonates yeah. and then people pass it on and pass it on. And I am, a, a I a, one of my favorite things is passing on books. I'm sure we've talked yeah. about it all the time and, and knowing who you can pass a book on to and what book somebody needs to have. And I can't think of a single person that I know that I pass books on to that I don't want to read this book or I wouldn't think wouldn't get the same out of this book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As you're talking that I'm like thinking about people that I know, like I know my, my boss would absolutely like two of my bosses would absolutely devour this book and love everything about it. I am
0: a hundred percent positive that as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to text Tony and say, Hey Tony, don't listen to this episode until you, you read, read the this book. book. Yes.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause I think, I think, um, he's just, the, I think it's the kind of person that would really appreciate a book like this. Like, he's just that kind of person. I want
0: his feedback from this yes, book before agreed. he listens to our episode. I don't want our episode to influence his feedback. Yes. That's what I'm about. Yes, agreed. Say. Agreed. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. And like, obviously, we spoil these books. So we don't want anybody who, um, honestly it's just one of those things where it's like I, I wish people would read these books before they before hear us talking <laughs> about them because like they're so important and yeah. like they're so special this one I'm not gonna lie has been one of the most special ones I feel like we've read in our our podcast life you know yeah. our, the, the year plus that we've been doing this um, it's just I don't know it's special it just feels good mm-hmm. um, anyway that's what she said <laughs> Good one, Katie. Thank you. Um, All right. Let's go to our epilogue.
0: The epilogue.
1: Um, What are we reading next, Katie? The Measure. Yeah. Who's it by? I forget. The person who wrote it. The person. Nicole something. Sure. Yeah. I think it's Nicole something. Um, Yes. We are reading The Measure. um, That... uh, Again, that, not sure where that came from. That was, was a suggestion was at that... book
0: club at Jen's house. I a thousand percent remember. I think Jen actually mentioned it. And I was like, well, that sounds in, in very in, intriguing. I was going to say inciting. So it's OK. <laughs> the Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. This is going to be our
1: 44th episode. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. Kind of crazy. Um, and again, we only have two more episodes before our holiday break. So we've got The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich coming up. And then after that, two weeks after that, will come up um, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Um, so, I, I mean, I can't believe how fast this year has gone. Let's just And start. then we definitely need suggestions. We, I, I guarantee me and you will fill up that fucking we will, TV but Red I would,
0: <laughs> lo- I would red love pie. a suggestion for somebody to be like, read this. Want to hear you talk about it.
1: Absolutely. So please, you know where to do that. Follow us on our socials. Find us on Instagram. Find us on, t- uh, not TikTok, Twitter. I keep going to TikTok. <laughs> Twitter. Um, email us if you have to. Like, let us know what books you're reading, what book we should read, what, what you want to hear me and Katie talk about uh, as passionately as we talked about this book and make us cry if we need to. I I honestly love crying can't when waste I read. It in the closet. Like, yes, get wasted in the closet. Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts and feelings, and tell us what we should read because we've got a uh, we we want to know what
0: <laughs> we have a cut podcast where we, we talk have, about books. We do have
1: a <laughs> podcast where we talk about books, and we need everybody to fucking be involved in that. Yeah. And um, we want to know what's good. We want to know yeah. what to read. So uh, let us know. Email us. Um, also subscribe, rate, review. Uh, to be read pod. That's backwards order. I don't shut up. Okay, you know what? <laughs> time to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, please join us next time. When
0: we make a to be red pile one book shorter? Bye. Bye!
1: Bye. To be read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willie. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turow. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Baffa.